0: hello everyone welcome back to our episodes of opinionated Lushes. today is a little different we're gonna invite on a guest who actually uh our live stream you guys remember our live stream we donated a bunch of money well not a bunch okay it was what was the total sonia it was 1100 uh, yeah.
1: split, split. That industry. was pretty good yeah. for our first our first yeah. live stream yeah. I think. I'm
0: pretty proud of that and so we donated to one of the charities that was uh, uh, Epilepsy South Central Ontario. So we have a guest on Trevor. I'm gonna pass it to you. You can introduce yourself and just explain what you do.
3: So hi thank you each hi. of you for the opportunity. Epilepsy uh, never seems to get talked about enough. But my name is Trevor True. Gordon. I'm with the Canadian Epilepsy Alliance, which is the umbrella of all the epilepsy organizations across Canada. I also work with Epilepsy South Central Ontario that covers South Central Ontario, which covers Hamilton, which is where the incident that we're here to talk about today happened. So,
0: And my... that's where we're from, actually. <laughs> so
3: it's <laughs> everyone we're all there. all together for this important topic.
0: Yes. Um, do you want to get right into what that incident was since you brought it up?
3: Sure. I appreciate that. So, Marcus Charles is a man who worked at a store. Um, it's all in the media, so it's not a secret. He worked a Canadian tire in Hamilton. Uh, anyone watching this that wants to do their own research, I would encourage you all to Google Marcus Charles at your leisure. The only warning I would give. Your, your viewers is that you might come across a video that is very sad to watch. It's um, upsetting, but it's a man that basically after his shift was done at Canadian Tire, he had a seizure, um, seizures, and uh, his fellow colleagues or staff called the paramedics, as sometimes people do if they don't know what to do with someone having a seizure, and the paramedics came and Um, basically the paramedics actually ended up calling the police and the police basically restrained him while he was having a seizure and they tased him while he was having a seizure. Um, The only thing I want to say loud and clear before we continue the conversation, anything that we say or I say during this is based on what we read in the media. We weren't there. Um, We know what the witnesses saw, that we know what Marcus has shared with us again in those media reports But the one thing I think we can all agree on is part of first aid training is not tasing
0: someone. (laughs) I've
1: I've taken first aid for 20 extra years of my life. And tasing someone has never been on the treatment plan. Never, Never.
0: Like I've been to
2: first aid too and there was never a taser there. I'm just saying. Unless it's it's like an
0: updated, I'll be honest. I'm like three years behind my first aid training. Maybe (laughs) it's this year. I don't know, but it doesn't sound right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. And I mean, uh, the other thing I'll say too, is that we're not, so basically we created a petition um, to, uh, because there's a, there's an actual course that the Canadian Alliance put together that is provided to the police it actually, one of the people involved in creating the course was a police officer who had epa- who has epilepsy, who had seizures while at work. He was part of the panel to put this course together. It's actually sitting in their portal. The police mm-hmm. across Canada have access to a, a particular portal for police training. But the only problem is that it, the course isn't mandatory. So we, as a Canadian Police Alliance, we don't want to, pick on the police. We understand that sometimes or a lot of times the police have a hard job to do to create protection. But what we're asking of the police is to take a course that's already in their portal and we want to make it more mandatory. So that's what the petition is that we're asking the public to sign that we want to take a course that's already sitting in their portal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's It's the bare minimum. Like, we're just asking for, like, the bare minimum here. And for everyone listening, there will be a link to the petition in the description of this episode, wherever you're listening from. So, yeah, sign that, share that. Because, like, the fact that we need a petition for the bare minimum, like, that's that's not good. That's not a good sign in, in you know, just from what I've seen, I guess. I mean, especially let, let, in let Hamilton.
3: You, <laughs> let, let me upset you even more, Jessica. Ooh. The course is maybe ch-
1: 45 minutes to take. <laughs> 45 minute <laughs> free course. Like that you and they probably would get paid. I, every like thing I've had to do like um, on the clock on yeah. the clock has been paid extra than mm-hmm. my normal rate of pay. And that's usually for like many government types of jobs. So like no it's only 45 minutes of their life like paid. Like it's bare
3: minimum. It's a no, okay. bare, no extra word. For a second, we all went to school. We all had those courses where it was like, you okay, do the mandatory courses. And if you want some extra credit, or maybe you get that that assignment that's at the start of the year, you have all year to work on it, <laughs> but it's not mandatory. What you end up focusing on the mandatory things, you sometimes skip the extra credit or the not mandatory things. So I'll defend maybe the police and maybe they were like, they get bombarded with all these mandatory courses and they might forget about the, the not mandatory one. So not that I'm defending it hundred percent, but maybe it's not in their focus. So that's why I'm saying, let's make it mandatory and to put the fire up them a little bit, you know?
0: Well, like I would even push back on that. Cause like the, the heads of the police, like not the individual. Yeah. I'd give the benefit of the doubt to like the individual officer. But like in the news lately, police have just been getting like a bad rap in general, like across North America, that like this would be such an easy win for all like the chiefs of police just to be like, yeah, mandatory 45 minute course. Sure. Why not? And not have to make us fight for it. Like it would just make them like PR from a PR standpoint, (laughs) it, it wouldn't look just that better if they could just do the thing without having to be like socially pressured into it.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, <laughs> we have just under 3000 people um that signed this petition which we're happy about that number but for a cross Canada petition we it's quite low I think in in my humble opinion
2: mm-hmm. I, mean,
3: I don't know what that magic number is by the way that should would get us <laughs> have this petition taken serious but I think it's above 3000
1: yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah my- <laughs> Not even an apartment building full of people. You know what I mean? Like, as the percentage of people in Hamilton, just Hamilton alone, 3,000 is like nothing. 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 Our population is
2: 550,000 people in Hamilton.
1: Yeah. I'm not good at math, but that's
0: not...
2: (laughs) That's a that's a like point two percent of our population. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: Well, that's one reason we need to talk about it, because it's like it's not just epilepsy and stuff like that. But the police have fumbled the ball in multiple instances involving disabled children and adults And it's just like, okay, so we know that they're they're impaired in their education in this involving at least this group of individuals. Why are we not focusing on that? (laughs) Like, why is that just ignored and like the police get sued or whatever, but nothing ever actually gets resolved. It just keeps happening.
3: Let me add another layer to this. (laughs) Got charged. He was charged with three different cases of assault. So, I know I keep adding little pieces to this.
0: No, <laughs> but it's three crazy.
3: Different, three different charges, assault charges. Like, he has to go to court at some point this month or maybe early next month. I mean i we hope that those charges are dropped. We hope <laughs> they should be, our-
0: <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness, this is aggravating, like a- so angry, like, um, so our listeners know I have a son, he's twelve, and he's a he's a big man. He is twelve and he is like five nine now in height, so he's already kind of you know, if you don't know him, he's a he's a bigger kid. so when he With, like, some he has different types of seizures that involve, like, him sometimes still moving and still talking through them, and you might not recognize it. And so, it can get scary if he comes out of it and he's like melting down if you don't recognize that he's still 12 years old and he's dealing with this stuff, but because he's a big kid, I get scared when, like, I'm not around. Because the, the, everyone's just going to look at this giant thing, you know, like, what, what, freaking out, I guess. So it's really, like, scary to see stories like this and realize that, like, those things just ha- can happen. Especially because it happened in my home, like, here. I live here. I go to Canadian Tire.
3: <laughs> the BNS device. I'm assuming you've all heard of the BNS device. So some people living with epilepsy have embedded in them. If this gentleman had a VNS device in him, and he was teased. that might have caused even a bigger issue, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: yeah, and like...
3: ...together right now. I apologize, but...
1: Yeah, no, no.
3: Time, ...we have a Sunday Days Camp at PLC South Central Ontario has a, has a Sunday Days Camp. This is a separate issue, but it segues in the fact that we were bringing these children on a bus to go to Build-A-Bear at our local mall. Some of them, this is probably their first time on a bus. That uh, that alone is a trip in itself, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: This bus driver was confused why we had these special purpose tickets, bus tickets, because they didn't see a disability. Oh. So, and I said to this bus driver, "Do you want these uh, our children to have a seizure in front of you for you to believe that they have epilepsy?" So, I know I'm kind of going back and forth here, segueing, but this man here. He, they don't know he had epilepsy. People, if you watch the video, people were screaming. He has epilepsy. He's having the seizure. Like, yeah. Just because someone you know, is reacting doesn't necessarily mean he's trying to. I don't know. I just.
0: I think. I think, like this reform policy for police is like a first step. But overall, I think, like, epilepsy training in, like, epilepsy education as a whole, because, like, I know, like, as a parent of a child with epilepsy, I didn't even know that much about epilepsy until he got diagnosed. And then I was like, oh, you mean there's more than just the falling on the ground shaking seizures? What? Like, what? Because that's the only first aid we really learn yeah. is for tonic-clonic seizures, so, when it comes to like other types of seizures, you have no idea what to do. It's like they're walking. That's, oh, I can't roll him into the emergency position when he's done. Like, what, you know, and and then like people don't realize that. And so it's like you come, someone's saying they're having a seizure and you don't recognize it as a seizure. It's hard to like, you know, actually provide adequate care, I guess. It's just important, I think.
3: I'm already loving how this is conversation's kind of going all over the place because now it's <laughs> just miss alone right? Mm-hmm. They'll try to put things in people's mouths because they think you're going to swallow your tongue.
1: Uh, We've read
3: reports about someone being awarded a medal for trying to uh, save someone. He was driving and he was having a seizure, but luckily the person was able to pull the car to aside side and put something in the driver's mouth to prevent him from choking. What? <laughs> <laughs> By all these media reports, you know, and then it creates this narrative that it's actually helpful to put something in someone's mouth to protect <laughs> them from swallowing their tongue. <laughs> I've literally talked to media. like Anytime I do media reports, like interviews, I literally email them talking points. And literally, in my one of my talking points, it's impossible to swallow <laughs> your tongue, thinking yeah. that they're going to feel offended I'm giving them this obvious <laughs> information. And they're like, oh, it's- thanks for telling us that. We would have said yeah. that.
1: It's not obvious for some reason it's been like debunked at least a decade yeah um, at least and people are still like you can't ever swallow your tongue unless you have some way different weird undiagnosed <laughs> unless like, the webbing under before. your tongue was- is like gone and then yeah. <laughs> yeah just like i you like you can't say like never but Really, the odds are probably never. <laughs> like, probably. And, like, like yeah, that's no a
3: separate issue you with your tongue. Choke. You can choke for sure. And obviously, mm-hmm. it would be best to have them sitting upright or trying to make sure that air is getting, like, they get air. Like, no one's doubting that you might choke, but putting something in their mouth is not going to avoid them choking. Putting <laughs> like- something
0: in their mouth might increase. Their chance okay. of choking, he's just he's like jamming it down. Like, you know, I'm just they're just putting that out there. There's so many, there's so much misinformation when it comes to epilepsy that's out there that I found. Um, I'm I'm just gonna. I think Don and Sonia know where I'm gonna go with this rant. But when my son first got diagnosed, the first thing anyone anyone ever said to me, people that had no experience with epilepsy, friends, friends and family, everything, did you try? CBD oil <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like we're working with our neurologist and it's been discussed but based on his specific type of epilepsy it's more likely to worsen his seizures and they're just like oh I thought it worked for all of them right? as if like it was this cruel. like miracle cure <laughs> for seizures so yeah. it's just- and it's all based on that like one video that went viral of like a kid that had debilitating seizures that stopped with CBD oil and it's just like do you know do you know how many types of epilepsy there are Sonia? I do not oh do my gosh either. i read the <laughs> like uh epilepsy most common in youth i can't remember the exact title of the book but it went all over the most common and my son's wasn't even in there and there was like 30
3: at least there's over 40 types (laughs) and Jessica I wanted to commend you that you actually said you when you said tonic-clonic you said it correctly I know a lot of times people still say grand mel and Mm -hmm. that's here's the thing I'm in media and social media and website and we're all not 90 we love the internet the whole thing but (laughs) what I hate about the internet that as much as we correct new information the the old information is still there yes right So as much as we do everything to make sure that we have all the correct terminology, all the correct da-da-da-da, the old information sits (laughs) on the internet forever. So that's the only thing I don't like about the internet is that people still see the old information and still say grand mal seizures. And then you still have neurologists still telling (laughs) people that grand mal is the correct term. And, you know, I know we're going all over the place with topics, but like, it's just, you know, myths and it's, it's just hard part of the frustration of my job every
0: day. I love my neurologist. She's like so good and she doesn't push things. The type of uh, seizures my son has, he has eyelid myoclonia along with absences. So for him, uh, he used to have like 200 a day because he has Javon syndrome. He used to have hundreds a day. And then he started medication. It took a couple of medications to find because his type of epilepsy is very med resistant. So it actually took a couple before we even found one that didn't, have too many side effects and actually put a stop to his seizures. Now he still has about 5 a day, but like we're not adding more medication on that because it's super hard to get full control and like we are go- happy with the reduction we have and our neurologist, it, like she's very like straightforward, doesn't push things. I love her. So get good doctors if you have epilepsy because <laughs> that's really important. I mean, if you're in Ontario, good luck. Yeah, um, <laughs> <comes in> <laughs> <home> <laughs> we, we've been with her for a couple of years, so yeah. we're uh, we're we're stuck. But we're on
1: but, that yeah. wait list right now, is waiting for a neurologist. So we're yeah. my family's new to epilepsy. We just figured out uh, Christmas break that my one child was just having constant seizures, and now we're. We're waiting. We're in the beginning stages of finding a neurologist, getting a diagnosis, uh, treatment plans. Uh, still very new for us. So thankfully, I have Jessica. Like if I didn't have Jessica, I'd be like,
0: oh, my gosh, <laughs> I, gosh I don't know for, what I'm like, doing. A few years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Trevor, you might find this interesting. Um, my doctor, my family doctor, when my son started um, having eyelid flickers when he was four, we took them and she just said they were ticks. And it took two years later when he started having behavioral difficulties that they she um, gave him a referral to a pediatrician for ADHD. The pediatrician saw him one time was like, we're going to get an EEG first. Sure enough, it was epilepsy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, d- getting a diagnosis for epilepsy. There's so much misinformation about what seizures are <laughs> that our own family doctor didn't recognize it. So. Yeah. Yeah, and
3: also just hearing these magical cures. Like every day when I go through our Facebook page and I have to erase comments from people saying, "If you massage your temples, seizures will go away completely," or if you, you know, jump on one foot and you spin in a circle and you get a, say the
2: alphabet backwards and like,
3: there'll be there'll be a cure and everything like that. Like the one I don't know. It's just frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing I'll say before I forget, though, is if anyone is watching this and you think you have epilepsy or you have questions about epilepsy or you have epilepsy, you know, you contact the Canadian Epilepsy Alliance and you can click on locate an agency. There's about 24, 25 epilepsy organizations across Canada. There's hopefully an epilepsy organization in your part of the province, your city um epilepsy south central ontario obviously covers obviously south central yeah. ontario but there's 14 specifically in ontario so and if you live in canada there there's hopefully one in your area if you live in the u.s <laughs> we can connect you to the one in the, the u.s there's someone here that will listen and there's programs and services all agencies have different programs a lot of Programs now are being offered over Zoom. So even if you don't live in that area, you can take advantage of virtual programs now. So, you know, take advantage of the programs that exist. That's why we do fundraising to keep these yeah. programs and services free. So that's why we appreciate what the <laughs> podcast, you know, did for us. And it's because we want to keep these programs and services free for those that need it. So I'll put each of you on the spot. Are you taking advantage as much as you guys are amazing doing fundraising? <laughs> Are you taking advantage of the programs and services that the agencies are offering?
0: My son has been in sunny days. Great. And my favorite was we got to go into the Jays care like uh place at the Blue Jays game. Me and my son. There I Maybe I, I I didn't have weird hair then. This was pre-COVID. <laughs> so I didn't shave my head yet, you know. So I probably looked a little normal. That is
3: one of my favorite activities you <laughs> didn't notice this here.
0: But yeah, the blue jays. It's awesome. It was so much fun. And like my son loved it because he normally didn't he. I used to work for the Thai cats, so he used to go to games and he hated like staying in the games. He would just kind of like run in the back (laughs) more often. So it was like really nice to like have all that space. They had extra activities when he got bored, like watching the game and they had like hot dogs, which is like his favorite food. So uh, he was (laughs) he was having a blast.
3: But as you know, what's good about Sunny Day's camp is a lot of times these children actually don't know what an epi- a seizure looks like. Yes. Sometimes they're actually seeing other children have a seizure and they actually say, oh, okay. And they don't, they don't get as scared about having it themselves or they see how calm the staff is around having someone having a seizure and they start to realize, you know what? Sometimes I was getting picked on for it being this and this and this. Oh, I'm going to go back and say it's not a big deal look you know they, they start to feel a, a sense of empowerment that they're not afraid that if they happen to have a seizure it you know the world yeah is that's
0: such a good point because yeah my son came back one day and he's like so and so had a seizure and it was just like oh how was that and he's like you know it was weird but like (laughs) like, you know it's just like you know it's like he's never seen it before of course it was weird but it wasn't like he wasn't like shocked by it or like like I remember the first time he had he's like had like uh he had a febrile seizure when he was a toddler and you know I panicked I'm not gonna lie I didn't know I never seen a seizure before I didn't know what was going on and so like it's such a good um I mean it's good for the kids I, and he got to talk with other kids that had seizures. He didn't know anyone at his school that was going, like, took meds every day. You know, yeah. like, he didn't really know, like, especially at his young age, he didn't know anyone that was doing that. And for him, like, he's never going to drive. That's because he, he will never regain control long enough based on, like, how the trajectory of the type of seizures he has. Um, And so, like, that's a hard thing to tell a 10-year-old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, it just to... You, he like he he has he, he doesn't have lower cognitive ability or anything. So he's fully able to like recognize like, oh, now he makes jokes about it. Because we're always like, you can be whatever you want. And he's like, not if it requires a license. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, we move on. But, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, no, it's good for the kids to like connect with others that are going through like the same issues, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's perfect because we're having a struggle right now where uh, my child is feeling isolated, where she's starting to be like. Why am I so different? Like, mm-hmm. so, like, these camps are great. Uh, we aren't connected yet. We're still on the, on the way. But uh, that's like for a child, because I'm seeing it the other way. I'm seeing how, like, it's making her more depressed, has so, like, alone. And it's great that these kids have other people to connect with that are going through the same thing. So you don't feel like a weirdo or uh, something's wrong with you. And it's not like you're just built different. And it's great when other kids get to see other kids being kids will themselves. find a
0: reason to make fun of you no matter what like it right? sucks yeah, when yeah. it's something you can't control you know like it's yeah. that's when it sucks yeah no I, yeah
3: it's it's- as well about the camp that it's like a lot of camps are generally designed for just one person or one you know kid or especially a camp that's decided for a condition but with sunny days we invite the whole family so if you're you have a brother or a sister or a cousin look this is a sunny days epilepsy camp, but but we're not going to split the kids up. If you're a brother and sister, or two sisters <laughs> or two brothers, and we let them both come, and then if anything, they learn again about epilepsy, and then they're put in a situation where it's a little more matter of fact. Like yeah. you never get used to seeing someone. It's still a bit of a sad situation. But I've seen thousands of seizures working at an epilepsy organization. You never get 100% desensitized (laughs) to it, but I'm more of a professional of how to handle it. I don't freak out. I don't like, oh my God, you know, like, but it's still not something you 100% like seeing, of course, but you start to realize that I learned in this job, I don't have epilepsy myself, but when I've met clients, I've learned that people with epilepsy are the strongest people I've ever met in my life. Like, like yeah. when I meet people that have seizures in front of me, and they 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 come to and they look at me and they're like, "Trevor, are you okay?" I'm like, "Wait, asking, I'm okay. <laughs> like, you're the one that's on the ground, and I was worried about you hitting the chair. Oh, I'm fine. I, I had this yesterday. I'm, okay. I'm like, are you okay. Like, you seem shaken up, Trevor. I'm like." Well, I'm fine I'm just, I start to realize I'm like, wow, I, I sprained my, I bruised my knee on the, on the couch yesterday. And I'm depressed for the rest of the day Whereas someone that has seizures are the strongest people I've ever met. Like it just really, I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm babbling. I apologize. It's just, I just, no, it's just great. That like, I don't, it's why I get so upset when people dismiss people living with epilepsy because they're the strongest people I've ever met i'm not just saying that that's they deal with a lot more and they deal a lot of people deal with it with humor they just get through their day and it's just this is part of their life you know
0: we always say like if you can't you know cry about it laugh or however that's that (laughs) was really good thank you oh yeah Yeah, that's how how it goes down thank you for correcting that because i was like i was close i was on the right ballpark but yeah you were were there you were just Just, we make jokes all the time you know my son jokes about his epilepsy all the time i personally didn't realize how common epilepsy is because we don't talk about it so i thought it was like one of those things you know like very very few but it's like some of the estimates are like really like um i can't remember was the one in um i have the phone finger that says it from you guys one in 100 yeah one in 100 has like seizures like epilepsy and stuff and that's like crazy that's like like i know that many people like <laughs> i have 400 people on my facebook i only can name one that i know that is epileptic who are the other three <laughs>
3: yeah it's the third most common, it's the third most common neurological congi- condition and let me just add to the the frustration it's not government funded
2: yes the third
3: most common neurological condition and it's not government funded. Just wrap your head, head around that, you know. Yeah. One in one hundred Canadians have epilepsy. It's when I mean I I'm always trying to get as many TV appearances to talk about it. I've had media producers tell me the reason why epilepsy doesn't get talked about enough is not glamorous enough. It's glamorous. not glamorous. You know, other. I don't want to dismiss other conditions or other disabilities they're all important but being told that epilepsy is not as important as others I I can't put words to that you know
0: I I don't even know like how how that even just like (laughs) just the idea of like well it has to be like good for the media you know to talk about guys like that Gwyneth Paltrow on this oh my (laughs) god Gwyneth Paltrow have a seizure for epilepsy (laughs) awareness (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Please. we've one been one told two. to
3: act out seizures and we've always said no we've, no yeah, we're not gonna that. fake the seizure for you yeah. or, your, or your enjoyment you know what i mean like
0: i would just disassociate for like a minute and be like oh there you go. Like, that how do you come back seizure. from there? You know? <laughs> like, there you go. Like, what I like, I, I, my son would talk through his. Like, you can't, you can't just be like, oh, that's, you know, that goes back to like people recognizing only one type of seizure. Like, sometimes I'm talking to someone and it, it's too complicated to explain tonic-clonic, so I'll literally just dumb it down and say grandma because it's like I don't want to have to like explain the vernacular to them because yeah. it gets complicated and then they so it's just like i'm talking about cedars so a uh, grandma okay fine throw away if i'm talking to like these guys where they'll let me explain it properly <laughs> <That'll> <laughs> let you, you just do it anyway you're like, yeah, yeah well, it's not listen. my fault you guys let me talk so much i don't know what to tell you
3: <laughs> we also let people know that epilepsy is not contagious yes. like if you hug someone with epilepsy you're not going to get um, a seizure you're not going to have epilepsy from hugging someone. Like
1: do people think it's contagious? Like I've never I've never heard of it. Just like-
3: Google the myths and it'll just it'll
1: oh, okay. you
3: or make you laugh or all the above. I don't know, but it's just these 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 myths are just quite ridiculous and frustrating. And it's not it's hard enough to get the conversation of epilepsy talked about as it is, but then to have all these different definitions about what epilepsy is or having all these myths and whatever it's, it's frustrating you know
0: and the diagnosis the diagnosis was like real it took like two years uh not including the two years we were ignored and it was called ticks, so four years total but two years from t- being told to get an eeg to when we got our actual diagnosis and part of that was getting an eeg which we had to wait a few weeks for we got that. That confirmed he was having seizures. Then they were like, okay, now we're going to do a video EEG for six hours to determine what kind of epilepsy. We didn't get that for eight months. Um, and then he went for an MRI to confirm his diagnosis, which was like another year. Um, and then finally we got his like, oh, and genetic testing. And we did genetic testing, which we found out he, he also have a fragile X premutation. So, and we found out that I also have that. So... Genetic testing, if you have epilepsy, is also good because you never know what you'll find. <laughs> and we found that, like, the emergency rooms don't
1: even help you. Oh, not with- for epilepsy. No. Yeah, no, it's like, uh, like, because that's how we went, right? Uh, and they're like, no, there's nothing we can do for you. Just take care of her. I was like, okay, like, can't you just see if there's something else going on with her brain? They're like, no, it looks like she's having seizures. Take her home. Follow up with a neurologist. That it. That was like, they need more support in emergency rooms too like it's just it was i felt so uh, like helpless
3: (laughs) this is part of even what um all the agencies are doing in the sense of our budget ask that we're asking the government the reason why epilepsy organizations are asking for money from the government for our the budget is to actually prevent to create an education to prevent the emergency room being full of people that just had a seizure Yeah. Mm -hmm. The emergency room shouldn't be full of people that are there, that had a seizure. People should not be calling 911 for every seizure. I I mean, of course, when you have a seizure. For the people watching, if you want some, if (laughs) (laughs) if you have, if someone's having a seizure, you get the stopwatch out, you get your phone out, and you start. You time it. If it's lasting above five minutes, okay, let's call 911 at that point. Or of course, if you don't know the situation, if you don't know the person, maybe I understand there are times where you might call 911 in those cases, but 90%, 95% of the time, if it's below five minutes, it's going to ride out on its own. You don't need to call 911 and fill up emergencies rooms. So when we're saying to the government, give us X amount of dollars, and we've been asking for $300 million, just to be (laughs) clear.
0: That's we, nothing in the government budget. Right. <laughs> Just yeah. for people that don't know. <laughs>
3: exactly. We're asking not for a lot here. And that, and if anything, that the argument is, it will actually save taxpayers money because it, the, the emergency room won't be filled with tons of unneeded, you know, situations, right?
0: And people will look for neurologists faster if they're like, oh, this is i I'm seeing this like seizure instead of like spending 20 hours at the emerge and not being able to get anything done. Like maybe like because all these people will be going for neurologists, neurologists will start actually taking patients because where the fuck are you guys? (laughs) Where are you?
1: Where are you? (laughs) Come out from under your rocks. I think my province has two. yeah (laughs)
0: yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sonia's from Hamilton but she does not live here currently she's currently in New Brunswick so the Brunswick,
3: yeah, yeah there's an FLSC agency the FLSC Maritimes yeah basically.
1: that's in Halifax that's six hours for me six hours.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just to be clear the founder of Purple Day Cassidy Megan grew up in the Maritimes area and she's there so if anything I'd love to connect to you guys together she's a, a great energy a great person and she she created Purple Day at eight years old and she's 24 now, but she created a day called Purple Day that started locally and it's a day that's celebrated all over the world. So that's so awesome. There, and that's Cassie Megan. She, she lives in the Maritimes area. So, and which leads to my next point March is Epilepsy Awareness Month in Canada, which, and then in the US, Epilepsy Awareness Month is in November. But March 26th is Purple Day all over the world. So it's one day where you see landmarks lit all over, whether it be the CN Tower, whether it be the famous Hamilton sign.
0: Yeah, be- we took some pictures there before, I think. That's I right. pictures there.
3: So we want to see as many things lit purple uh, as possible on Purple Day. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, my room is purple, so I'm already halfway <laughs> there. <laughs>
3: On podcast. Does Don talk at all? I just-
2: <laughs> oh, she does. <laughs> Don, but all, all
3: of a sudden, I, this is my first episode of this podcast. I'm already I'm feeling like part of the crew here. It wasn't Don talking here. Yeah,
0: Don Marie. Okay. Yeah. Don doesn't have a kid with seizures. She, So I guess that's the only reason. Yeah, like I do. Really, <laughs> you can't, like, relate can't
3: relate yet. Put me on the spot, ask me questions. I mean,
2: I, 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 I'm not actually really that good at talking. Like, I uh, am, like, when I'm on the spot, like, I'm just, I I freeze up. No, Sorry. it's okay. It's okay. Um, that's actually the joke on our podcast is that um, these two up here like to talk a lot, and okay. I'll be like, mm hmm. And I'll like throw in a couple of quips, like, but I'm just like, mm hmm. Mm-hmm, the the
3: like, try to put you into it, or?
2: <laughs> yeah, actually. No, no, that was perfect, though, <laughs> to mention that.
3: I didn't know anything about epilepsy prior to getting the job. I don't have epilepsy. No one in my family has epilepsy. So it was like a crash course. And I've been with the organization seven plus years and I'm still learning. So, so I
2: mean, like you, just,
3: you, Don, what do you, what's <laughs> okay, I actually FLSD? do
2: have a question. Um, so my grandmother on my mom's side and my mom both had epilepsy late, late diagnosed, like 40s, 50 year olds. So I want to know is it genetic because that could be a possibility for me like the females in my family.
3: That's uh, see the one question you asked me it puts me on the spot. I mean that's (laughs) (laughs) that's what you get for calling me me out. (laughs) I get it. Have we heard stories where a brother and sister might have it? Yes, it's been so. Can it be hereditary? We've seen issues like uh, situations like that. Yeah. But I don't know what the stats are on that. But okay. for sure, have we seen it run in the family? Yes, for sure. We've seen that, right? Yeah. But I, I don't know the scientific answer to that. Uh, I would direct that to a neurologist or a doctor. <laughs> to
1: get one of those. Go <laughs> okay. on the wait list while
2: you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you can. Like, in the next 10 years, I may have one. So can you just put me on now? Yeah. yeah but the short days. answer is uh,
3: we've seen it but I don't know what the stats are of that. I th- you know, they, the, the short answer is anyone that has a brain can have epilepsy, right? Yeah. And just because you have a seizure once or twice doesn't necessarily mean it's epilepsy, right? Yeah. But the, the, the answer is ha- have family members, a brother, sister, a mother, daughter, like you've seen these things, but the the, the stats on that, I, I wouldn't have that. Unfortunately,
0: okay. so way to, way to put me on
3: the spot. Well done.
0: <laughs> um, I have a question. Um, I, what's your like? Do you talk with people about like when you're educating them and all this stuff about SUDep?
3: Yes, so that is what we call the elephant in the room, right? Okay.
0: Well,
3: I think SUDEP is something that we need to talk about more. And I feel that could be its own segment <laughs> yes. at a time where I would love to bring my colleague um, at, from Appalachia South Central Ontario, Carly, who, who, you know, obviously Carly would love to sit here and talk about that. So I would love in a future podcast to just talk about SUDEP because yeah. people are scared to talk about that because yes, there is a risk of dying in your sleep from having a seizure. So we need to talk about that more, and I feel neurologists don't talk about suit up enough. I don't think sometimes even epilepsy organizations—that's talk- why I was
0: asking because, like, I was like, we, you know, we went this long and it's like not been brought up. So I was wondering if it was something like the organization did talk no, about. No, we
3: talk about it. Um, we talk about it, and we have. There's obviously a suit up action day that just passed uh, October. I think I don't have the date in front of me, but no, we we I, I for sure. I, Josh and Carly, who run our support programs at PLSC South Central and organizations across Canada, suit up. gets talked about. Um, That's good. So it's, but it is that the, the, the line is that it is the elephant in the room that it doesn't get talked about enough, but we've done podcasts when COVID first started, when we were working from home, um, our past CEO, Cynthia Milburn, who's also the president of the Canadian PLSC Alliance, Um, She did a a web series called Conversations With that you can find on Epilepsy South Central's website. Um, I can provide you guys the link that you can post. Yeah, Uh, please. I did an interview with Dr. Elizabeth Donner, who is specifically one of her things that she talks about a lot is SUDEP. So that would be an interesting podcast that you guys might want to share. Yeah,
0: definitely. Well, like another point for my neurologist. (laughs) <laughs> which also kind of took me aback was like every appointment she always reminds us of SUDEP and she's even like talked with our son about it. So like, it, like he doesn't have anxiety about it. It's more just like a part of his diagnosis. Um, I mean, he's 12 and we, he's kind of been dealing with it since he was like eight seizures since before that. But so it's like, um, you know, she, she brings it up every time just to kind of like reinforce that because like people, forget and like i'm part of like epilepsy facebook groups so like i've seen like people have to post make those posts you know those really sad posts but it's like a real part of epilepsy that so many people don't even realize
3: Mm -hmm. you know Uh, i appreciate this and i kind of like this sort of conversation that is kind of going all over but at the end of the day it's just the awareness like it's just getting more people to talk about these things at so more as a matter of fact, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's frustrating that some of these things are being told to people and they're hearing it for the first time, you know, that's why we created a um, epilepsy, Ontario, which is the umbrella of all the Ontario agencies. They created a something called epilepsy shop, which is a shop for clothing because the reason why that started is that we found like when you would Google, Epilepsy merchandise or merch, a lot of times when people would buy the, these shirts, it was going to these people that had nothing to do with <laughs> Appalachia. The money yeah. was actually going to continue to keep programs and services free. So Epilepsy Ontario created a store where 100% of the proceeds go to the epilepsy organizations themselves. Um, and then as much as purple is associated with epilepsy. You can buy other colors because not everyone likes purple.
2: I, purple. I like purple. I, I love purple, but <laughs>
3: yeah. some people want to still sport That's ah, trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: oh, no. no. <laughs> we can kick Sonia out, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, Trevor's on. Sonia's out. That's just how That's right. it is. Don will be forced to talk.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah so I, if, yeah. if anyone wants to buy merchandise, you go to AppleopsyShop.org. And there's tons of merchandise that isn't just purple and it's different messaging, whether it be I'm a purple warrior or I love somebody with epilepsy or, you know what, those days where you're frustrated, screw epilepsy, you know. <laughs> yeah. And what we, we purposely came out with shirts that kind of cater to all types of people. Some people feel the screw epilepsy might be too aggressive for their tastes, right? <laughs> or some other people say, you know what, no, some days I feel like saying screw epilepsy, right? But other yeah. people say, you know what? No, I feel I'm a purple warrior, and I'm more empowered with epilepsy. So we have shirts for that too. Or I don't have epilepsy, but I love somebody with epilepsy. So yeah. there's all types of shirts for that. But to just to know that 100% of those proceeds from buying a shirt actually goes to epilepsy organizations to keep these programs free, like you know, or low cost, like Sunny Days.
2: Yeah. And, and there'll we'll be those, a link. Oh, yeah. i just going to say you go. I yeah. did the last link. We will you go. put
1: the link in the descriptions of wherever you're listening this to and are all of our social medias uh, to find information on education and the petition and the story behind the petition and this merch store to help raise money for epilepsy support.
3: And whether we do it now, or I could put you on the spot to invite me back down the road, or invite.
1: Yeah, Carly, no, we'll definitely.
3: We could do a contest. And, <laughs> and I don't know what this contest is. I'll put it you on you guys. <laughs> yes. Throw a free shirt to somebody if they, you know answered a skill testing question but maybe we could say that for a future so that yeah first it sounds like yes. Fun.
0: okay you hear that so the next future episode when we have Trevor back on there'll be a giveaway so that's like preemptive so you better be listening to this because part of the giveaway um pick a number Sonia 17 Okay, seventeen is going to be involved in the answer. So (laughs) hopefully, you listen to this episode too. See how see how sneaky that was. Now they'll have to go back and listen to this and listen to the other one. Was
3: to force myself to come back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, hey, I'm coming back. I would love to like literally talk about Sudat because I find it so hard to like explain it to people and like have people really understand it because most people have never even heard of it um I'm, I'm sure most people like, was SUDEP? Like, they're like, okay, they die in their sleep. Like, how does that spell SUDEP? It's like sudden, unexpected death. Um... <laughs> See, I don't oh, yeah, what I I was. No. Uh, But yeah. <laughs> so, like, I would, yeah. So I was already being like, yeah, no, definitely. definitely want to do this again.
3: But what yes. I'll do is I'll bring Carly our, yes. our, our, with, with me so that she can handle the, the technical part of things and Perfect. talk more about, and thorough about the theory and all that. And I can sort of provide the media talking points of that. But Carly, who runs our youth empowerment program and does a lot of our services, with epilepsy, South Central Ontario, I would love to have her come on and talk about the services side of things and yes. and about all the different groups. And, you know, she can dive into even the Sunny Days camp because we have one in Kitchener. We have one in Mississauga. So I love to... Carly will we'll watch this after. I'm putting Carly <laughs> on... The- not
2: here. <laughs> volunteering out the Carly, people we want you to come on.
3: <laughs> I know Carly loved you guys and she's the one that you know talked to me about this and it was excited and very appreciative of the fundraising efforts that you guys did and we we appreciate that. We
0: we had no idea how people were gonna take it because we get like our, our podcast is eighteen plus, you know. So it's and this is how it goes. Although sometimes we're a little bit more explicit, but it's like so we were like, oh no, should we like let them know we're doing this? What if they like don't like us and they're like, stop, don't don't say anything, <laughs> yeah. keep us out of your this. mouth.
3: Yeah if anything we uh, we want to feel like we want to do more we have always appreciated when the public does their own fundraisers we do our own but it's always great to have the public you know do their own and we act like an assistant to you guys you tell us what you need you know can we get you some purple wrist bracelets or face masks or hopefully we won't have to think about face masks anymore but like just like different <laughs> Things to like, you know, Appalachian Awareness Month is coming up. So Carly and our, our staff, we're going to be putting together like baskets for different schools and we're going to do awesome. contests wow. and, you know, things like that of who's going to be the most aware and, and you know, <laughs> different things to create awareness, right?
0: Well, this is a little a little ahead, but we are going to be doing another Christmas live stream fundraiser next December okay. because it's annual. So we will definitely your your uh, the South Central Ontario is always my charity pick. So uh, I already know you guys are going to be <laughs> one of yeah. the cha- charities. So I, I would love to maybe like do that Canadian, uh,
1: maybe like do it more, like expand it uh, instead because, of South again, Central. Like do Canadian. Maybe, yeah, we'll do both. Maybe I'll do Maritimes. Oh. You do.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Just because, like, education is so important. Like, so I always thought um, you have to be born with seizures. Like, that's how your brain works. You're born with it. And I recently learned that it doesn't matter your gender, your race, anything, your age, you can start having seizures and you don't need a trigger it can just start happening. So I think that's something a lot of people should be aware of because um, the mental health is more my knowledge. And I thought my child was, because uh, she's struggling with her mental health, I thought she was just disassociating. Um, she was just, her brain was having too much going on, too much depression, uh, too much anxiety, and she would just disassociate. Um, and then we figured out, it just changed. Everything changed about it. And thank you to Jessica, her education. Uh, she's like, uh, these are probably seizures and then now we're trying to get that figured out. But I would not know uh, if it was not for Jessica and me needing to do my own education. So I think the awareness is so important because I was oblivious and now this is my life. So, well, it's my daughter's life. It's not mine.
0: <laughs> but um, you're, you're, you're the caretaker.
1: Yes. Yes. And I, it just, it's so important. It's not, it's not out there at all. Yes.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, it- Conver- more conversations need to happen. That's, that's the one thing I've learned over the years. And also, again, I, just trying to get the correct information, you know. And uh, it scares me to know that I always think if I had epilepsy and I was told by a neurologist, you have been diagnosed with epilepsy, now go out into the world. And then you go on. We all do it, even though we shouldn't. We go on to Google, Google ID, <laughs> right? And then we start MD. Googling things, right? and then we start
2: yeah
3: exactly and then we read a hundred different definitions of what what epilepsy is or reading different this or even just the 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 wrong terminology like some people still (laughs) call seizures fits and Mm -hmm. like different countries have different this and that and also the debate on saying i'm a person with epilepsy or saying you're epileptic like everybody has different terminology just trying to get the bigger thing is just creating conversation. And I think yeah. that you hit it on the nail on the head. Sometimes people with epilepsy might have some uh, depression. So then mm-hmm. they don't necessarily want to talk about it. And that's frustrating when we're trying to get one in one hundred Canadians have <laughs> epilepsy and not yes. many people talk about it. That's a problem, right? So yeah. you need to be not afraid to say, I have epilepsy and you know let's have conversations about
0: it yeah so um we're coming up on the hour this was like a great conversation so for, to all of our listeners note we are going to be having more conversations like this cuz this is this is educational you know i i know everything but you know and that maybe <laughs> not everyone else does <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm and really don't bad get with
2: and actually talk.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. don. I would next time you have to come with a list of prepared questions. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> it's homework. It's homework. It's homework. Even I mean, though this is
3: my first episode, what I like about Don out of everyone is that Dawn asks the question that, like, she doesn't talk a lot, but when she does, she like karate chops or <laughs> like elbows to the yes. corner. asks me the one question that I stutter on. <laughs>
0: Don, oh. you're Silent Bob. I'm Silent Bob. <laughs> you only talk when it's important. <laughs> you
3: no, know, but no, it was well done. You got you put me on the spot, but now I'll be ready for the next time. But I appreciate it. But and I'm gonna bring Carly with me. That will answer the one thing that I didn't know or I I wasn't ready for. But. I, I appreciate the, the conversation. That's the big Don't worry,
2: thing. I'll stun her too. I'll, I'll figure something <laughs> else. It's <to>, a <to> challenge <laughs> lately off the wall. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, again, we're just wanting as many Canadians or even anyone listening, it doesn't matter if you live in Canada or not, this is not an isolated incident. It happened in Hamilton, Ontario, but it's been happening in places all over Canada, it's been happening in the US. We need to stop this; uh, these issues happening. We want them to take a course that is sitting in their portal, in the police portal. We want to take this course that's not mandatory. We want to make it mandatory. We Right now, we don't even have 3,000 signatures. We want to get 10,000 or more signatures. So if each of you here can sign it, if everyone listening can sign it, and then tell your friends and family to sign it, Marcus himself has signed it, so he's endorsed this. He's appreciative of anyone that can sign this. Let me remind you, he got charged with assault for having a seizure. He got charged with three accounts of assault for having a seizure, he was tased. Please Google Marcus Charles You, if you want. I'm warning you now, the video is available to watch. It will upset you. But if that's what it takes to get you to sign a signature, uh, to sign this petition, then please watch the video. because It just... takes
0: like 30 seconds. It's a couple clicks. Like, come on. Come on. If you listen to it this whole hour, y- you owe us 30 more seconds, I think. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like, the link is in the, the, you don't even have to search it. The link's going to be right, right in the description, right in the description. So you better be clicking it now.
3: And okay. then the last thing I'll say is <laughs> if you have questions about epilepsy, if you yourself have epilepsy, and you are looking for support or programs the best thing to do is go to canadianapplesseyalliance.org and it's, it's like on locate an agency you can literally see the agency in your province in your city and then don't be afraid to call or email there are agencies out there that are available to help whether you be in hamilton with C south central ontario or any agency across canada Multiple programs and services are available at your disposal. Don't be afraid to make a call or email. That's why we appreciate Jessica and everyone, Don, everyone
1: here.
2: <laughs> on
3: podcast, the fundraising. Yeah. And even if you can't fundraise, even just create the conversation. That's the biggest thing. As much as we want, we appreciate the fundraising, even if you just have conversations about epilepsy, that's what helps create awareness. Yes.
0: Well, we really appreciate you, Trevor, for coming on. Um, Don, shut up. Um-
3: <laughs> oh, man, I wish you so
0: much, Don. <laughs>
3: over talking me. You didn't let me say anything during this whole Sorry. Podcast. But no, I appreciate the opportunity. I, 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 I'm, I'm being funny, but the serious thought is I, I really appreciate this. It frustrates me that we <laughs> didn't we can't talk about Apple C enough. So the fact that you let me babble for this long, I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: No, right. thank you.
0: Thank you um, so much for coming on here. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, did, I, did you want to do closing remarks? Does anyone need closing remarks? Uh, or are we good. Good. I think Good we said night. everything. Yeah, we Good, are, night. Yeah, we Good night. Said every thank you. Yeah.
3: Good, Good night. night. Bye. Shout out to your hair and shout out to your, your, your headphones. I like that. Oh, like, yeah. It. It. <laughs> I like that for the whole podcast. Like, yeah,
0: it. thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Night.